welcome to Random Gaming Talk, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for video games. I'm your host Matthew and joining me, returning from uh, not being here last week, is Robert. How are you doing? I'm doing good, how are you doing today? Doing alright, doing good. As has some of you will recall, uh, last week was a solo episode, I talked about a bunch of stuff, I'll get to that in the, the housekeeping and whatnot. But um, yeah, how have you been over the last two weeks, what have you been playing? Uh, well, I got uh, Star Wars Squadron. It was half off as part of a Black Friday, Cyber Monday sale. Honestly, wasn't all that impressed. Um, mm. I was really hoping for more story, but it's very, very minimal. It's like maybe five lines of dialogue in between uh, missions. And then I went and looked at the achievements, and like 80% of the achievements are online. So I'm like, okay. I'm glad I only all spent right. 20 bucks on this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, outside of that, uh, just, you know, wandering around Valhalla playing that game, uh, kind of getting the hang of it. I'm starting to get more of the story into it now. It's, there's a lot of distractions to not stay on the, the main quest, <laughs> but now I'm getting into it and we're starting to get into the whole, uh, Templars assassins thing. So mm-hmm. cool. Anything else? Uh, yeah, actually, uh, one of the streamers that I follow found this one game called five dates. And it's a FMV game. It's full motion video, so all the all the everything you see, everything you do, is uh, real people. Um, it's basically like making a video game and filming it out of uh, like those old choose your own adventure books. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you play a guy uh, named Viddy and who signs up for a dating service, um, and it's just going through all the dates. But it's something that you know should be checked out for a couple reasons. One, it was filmed in lockdown, um, so. Everybody had to be basically their own PA and uh, uh, director and makeup and all that. Um, it's also all filmed in the UK, so all the actors are British actors. Oh, cool. And they got a couple of big pulls, I gotta say. Um, let me find the people here. One of the actors involved is uh, Mandeep Gill, who is currently on the current run of Doctor Who. Oh, yeah. One yeah. Of the- I know who you're talking about. Yeah. And then uh, one of the other actors, um, where is that one there? Um, Georgia Hurst, who did six years on Vikings. Okay, cool. I don't. I'm not familiar with that one. But, it's uh, a History Channel show over here in the UK. Um, no, in the, the in the states, the, I know what Vikings is the the actor. I'm not really familiar with. So yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, those are you know not unknown people. Yeah, yeah, quite good. <laughs> So uh, if you're looking for something like completely change of pace, it's very affordable. It's like twelve bucks on Steam, I want to say. Cool. I do um, like I do like games that are made like that. It's just something very different, isn't it? Um, yeah. When you're when you're playing a video game, but created by filming real people. Yeah. So. Um, and the only downside it is that it it is very narrow because you you are Vinny. There's no changing that, and you have five women that you're trying to date. There's no changing that. But then all the other interactions kind of depend on your answers. And the game was also designed for streamers in mind because there's actually a mode called streaming to where it disables all the copyright music and there's no time limit on answering questions. So you're not rushing into right. answering so like answers. debating with the audience. Yeah, I debating with the chat, seeing yeah. what's going on. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And uh, your best friend, Callum, is fucking hilarious. He's like <laughs> awesome. Like, I want him to be my best friend in real life. <laughs> cool. Cool. Um, but no, I like the, I don't, I like games that are, are filmed that way. There's not a ton of them either, it, it, at least from from my sort of experience. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's good that again, like we said, was two weeks ago when we talked about like copyright music and stuff. Uh, good that they've got the option to do that because you don't want any of them DC, MA strikes. Uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, no, that that sounds pretty interesting. Um, I do like those sorts of games. So uh, and it doesn't always matter to me what it's kind of about. Just the, the I just uh, I'm interested in um games that are created like that because usually you either have a photo realistic character, uh, like a live action sort of thing, or you've got um not live action like um what's it called motion capture? What am I yeah, thinking mo-cap. of? Mocap. Yeah, yeah. Um. You either have that sort of thing, or you just have like animated characters, or something maybe a little bit in between. But uh, yeah, when you film real people and that, it just uh, brings a bit of a different experience. Um, so, what did you say that was called? Five dates. Five dates. Cool. I'll. Uh, I'll and it's not the number five. It actually spells out the word five dates. Okay. 
Cool. So uh, go and look for that on Steam if you want to. Uh, for me, I've been playing Super Mario Sunshine. I uh, did talk about it on this week's Geek Town episode that has not been released yet. That will be available tomorrow. Go and listen to that if you want to. Um, yeah, been playing that. That's the 3D All-Stars version available on Switch. I do also have the game on GameCube, and I still have my GameCube, um, which I got years ago uh, when I was much younger. Um, got a lot of uh, nostalgia from it which I didn't uh, quite anticipate I remember there was, there was a game or something that I played no it was High School Musical when I didn't anticipate getting the uh, nostalgia for that quite so much um, but that was a, that was a TV show uh, yeah I guess just lately I've been visiting things and getting surprised amount of nostalgia which is which is quite good uh, just sort of like the music that hits when you go to Isle Delfino um, and just the, the the area going around that again and just just playing the game again is uh really good i didn't play a particularly big portion of it now that i've gotten way past where i was before uh back in 2000 and something uh whenever i got that game the game came out in 2002 but i i, I can't remember if because uh, i was given it as a christmas present because i was given you know like those um really fat tvs you used to get with like the big thick scart cable um mm-hmm. i got like one of them sort of things um with a gamecube and my Super Mario Sunshine for, for for one Christmas. Um so that was uh how I played it back on the uh GameCube and stuff. Um which was that was a good Christmas. So um but yeah, that was back in the the game came out in two thousand and two. I can't remember if it was then or slightly after when I got the game. Uh but no, it's been really, really good. I've been progressing through it quite a lot. Uh some surprisingly difficult levels. The only problem the only real problem I've kind of actually got with the game is because it's a port, there's been no sort of improvements made to the controls necessarily. They're they're a little bit janky at certain points. Um some of which is a bit of a, you know, just a platforming kind of challenge, but like sometimes you'd slip off a ledge or sometimes you'd go to press would it be the B button? Yeah, B to uh, to jump, and like Mario wouldn't do it, and then he'd fall off the edge and things like that. But yeah, whenever you complete sort of a uh, challenge or or a puzzle or whatever, and you get that shrine, it's uh, all worth it at the end of the day. Um, did you ever own like a GameCube or anything? I can't remember if you said that you had. No, my before. cousin's kids had one, so I have played with it a little bit, but the the controller was just kind of wonky. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That that's that's been really weird with Nintendo because when you think about the 64 and then the GameCube just how bizarre yeah, those they're controllers not, they're were. not really normal. Like when you look at Xbox controllers and PlayStation controllers, uh they're a lot more normal shaped. Uh, cuz if you remember the GameCube one, you've got like this massive A button and then this little B, Y and X button like around the sides of it. And then there was like the Z button, if you remember that, the big R and L button, the analog stick. And then there was the um, little yellow, like right analog stick. It was very weird. Um, But yeah, so, uh, but no, I've been, I've been getting on with the game quite well. Um, I I looked up just to see how far you have to get to finish the game because I I had no idea. And I I just wanted a sort of general idea of how long I had left Uh, because the story does progress pretty well. Uh, it's quite well paced. You get sort of rewarded. It, it feels rewarding whenever you get sort of a cutscene and things actually progress. Uh, but I've got 31, I think they're called shrines or stars. Uh, I've got 31 of those and I looked up and it said that you have to get 50 to beat the game. There's 120 in total. I'm not going to collect the other 70 uh, shrines. So I don't know if like, because you can get shrines in all sorts of different orders. Um, like there's lo- there's loads of them around Isle Delfino. There's the different missions that you can do. And then there's different missions in different places. So there's no sort of like, okay, you have to go here, then you have to go here, then you have to go here. It's sort of like, okay, just look around. There's a path that you can kind of take with like your next thing that pops up. But you can still like, okay, if you can get into this building or jump on top of this roof or something, there's shrines all around the place there. Um, But uh, I'm wondering then if like maybe when I get the 50th um, shrine thing, if a cutscene just sort of gets triggered maybe. Uh, and then it like might, maybe that's the final boss, but I'm then I'm assuming maybe that there's cutscenes before that that would um like go, go towards the the sort of end game of the story because there is cert- there is a cert- there are certain times where like you'd collect five shrines or something and then something will come up on the map and if you go to that one 
and do that thing that will not only give you another shrine but it will progress the story so because there's certain points where like this because it's this you're chasing this uh blue evil version of mario and basically certain times when you come back from going on a little level thing or, or a mission and you come back to Isle Delfino they'll show like that he's in, in a particular place of the map so you go and kind of like chase him and then you get another shrine off of him or whatever so there are certain points where like okay you to actually progress the story you need to go to this point but other than that it's it's kind of like a little bit of free room which is a, which is a good way to kind of balance it i think you don't like have to go to one particular place to uh to get a shrine um which is which is good so uh but that's been quite good i've been doing that um return to some call of duty today um i said last week about the battle pass now mm-hmm. um i said did you get a chance to listen to last week's show a bit of it yeah i don't remembered off the top of my head i've had sleep since then so okay yeah um but right basically the situation is call of duty black ops cold war which no one likes according to almost everyone that i play with um (laughs) the season one battle pass for that is gonna start i think tomorrow the call of duty season six battle pass expires tomorrow or in like nine or eight hours or 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 something like 8 a.m or whatever from from now um a lot of people are thinking that because we wanted the um revives ability to be put back into cyber attack which had been taken out for some reason that the battle pass would require an update which would the update would then put that back in so we're all kind of hoping that tomorrow when that ha- when the update comes around that they do that um i still don't know long term okay so you've got three things you're basically trying to support which is modern warfare's multiplayer warzone and uh black ops cold war i still i've asked a few people today actually like how is it because some people are playing cold war and modern warfare which i don't want to do and i said to those people how does Warzone like because you get progress carried over between the two how does that even work and uh, no one was able to explain it to me today because my main big question of that is like okay you got one that's set in cold war and one that's set in modern warfare completely different maps completely different weapons uh, I don't know what the war zone is like for Cold War, um, or if it's the same as Modern Warfare. Again, that wouldn't really make sense. I don't know how that actually works at, at all, really. But you, there is war zone in uh, in Cold War. Um, but yeah, I don't know how they're going to support Black Ops Cold War, Modern Warfare, and then Warzone all at the same time. Do like Season 7 of Modern Warfare, Season 1 of Cold War, and then Season 8 of Modern Warfare, and then Season 2 of Cold War, and then update Warzone. And the other question I had was, okay, you do that from now, so it's December 2020, you do that from now, do you do that until the next Call of Duty game comes out? And then, depending on what that one is, what happens then? Um, it's, I, I don't know, I just have questions about how that logically even sort of works. Um, so, we'll see. I mean, I, I would get it if they put more into the new game, because it's the new game, so that would kind of make sense. But I just wonder how they're going to go about supporting all three games, kind of going forward and then what happens when a new game does eventually come out so we shall see um what else was i playing as well been playing some more pez uh been streaming a little bit of it i tried to stream some um yesterday but it kept crashing i don't particularly know why Uh, like sometimes it crashes after maybe 20 minutes half an hour or maybe a bit longer but it kept crashing after like five minutes i don't don't know what was going on yesterday but uh, that's been going well as well so uh, i'm nearing the end of the season as well and getting into like quarterfinals and semi-finals a certain thing so uh, that's been quite good as well um but yeah we know that cyberpunk comes out in a couple of days and we're going to talk about some stuff related to that in a little bit but let's take a quick break we'll get into some housekeeping and then we will see you for the news on the other side of that see you in a minute Hi there and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links. The first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion. We can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra. You can find the link to our Amazon affiliate link in your show notes the second affiliate link for today 
is our Kualu affiliate link. If you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice, you can simply sign up with Kualu using the link in the show notes. They also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well. So if you need help with getting set up, Kualu will be able to help you with that as well. The links for both of these can be found in your show notes for Kualu and the Amazon affiliate link. If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month. So one TV show or film review per month. It's up to you which one you want to choose. We will watch a few episodes of the TV show that you choose. Or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film And we will review that for you on that month. And then when it gets to the next month, you can request a new TV show or a film review of your choice. That's $3 level tier. That does also, of course, include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well. Thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. Alright, recently on Entertainment Talk, let me scroll down the website here, uh, we've got another Let's Play Sundays episode for you, this is for Crash Bandicoot 4, uh, there was about 10 of those recorded, so that is one of those videos, um, did the chat podcast for November, talked about a little bit about October and November, because I didn't get round to doing the chat podcast last month, uh, the Walking Dead podcast were a big big success, all three of the shows, uh, so thank you everybody who's listened to those. Um, it was a little bit of a gamble for us to cover all three of the shows, the finale for Walking Dead, uh, Fear the Walking Dead episodes and Walking Dead Well Beyond episodes, but uh, it's paid off very, very, very well, and I talked about the sort of monthly rapport and where uh, Walking Dead fits in all of that as well. I talked about some uh, COVID frustrations, well the whole thing's frustrating really, but some specific frustrations related to uh, where I live and that kind of thing, and talked about a bunch of other things as well. Of course it's the chat podcast, so you can check that out for November. That will actually be the last one of the year, because when we get to January I will talk about December because you can't really talk about the month until it's finished. But uh, anyway, you can check that out. That is the November edition of the chat podcast. Uh, Manchester United beat West Ham 3-1 away from home. Almost didn't happen. It could have been a very, very different game um, if certain things didn't happen. Um, Fans have been allowed back into the ground, or 2,000 fans per ground, which doesn't make a ton of sense, but uh, they're back in nonetheless, and Manchester United did claim the three points at the London Stadium. Uh, which is good as well. So we've moved into the top four uh, or near the top of the league, which is good. Uh, discovering uh, Star Trek is still continuing for Star Trek Discovery Season 3, Episode 8. Uh, so that's that so far. By the way, for, for the United cast, there will be a new episode tomorrow. Big, big game in the Champions League. Uh, we could end up getting knocked out of the Champions League, depending on what happens tomorrow. Uh, speaking of the Champions League, last week we lost 3-1 to PSG in a pretty terrible performance. Um, and uh, that's that but like I said there will be a new episode of the United Cast tomorrow uh, speaking of The Walking Dead uh, we did cover the World Beyond uh, double season finale episodes 9 and 10 for season 1 uh, it was an hour 55 minute uh, podcast the longest one that we've ever done for anything uh, but we did have two episodes to cover so that kind of makes sense uh, and that is that uh, completely for The Walking Dead until some point next year when the shows come back uh, so look forward to, to those in the future and you can listen to all those podcasts at the moment because they're all out. Uh, gaming Talk last week, the solo episode that I did, I talked about the uh, James Bond game in development from IO Interactive, the Hitman developers. Crash Bandicoot 4, there was a little interesting teaser there uh, with a little video that got released. And The Last of Us 2 destroyed the Golden Joystick Awards with 6 awards so congratulations to everybody over there and then lastly video game related as well um i did my spoiler free review for Watch Dogs legion which is why i haven't mentioned it in this show because i already finished the game and that's what we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms let's talk about some news
Right, do you want to go first? Should I go first? Yeah, I'll go ahead and go first. Cool. Um, so first off, uh, Microsoft has purchased a tournament, uh, esports tournament platform. Uh, Smash.gg was purchased um, this week. Uh, according to the news statement, uh, since we started in 2015, our goal has been to build up active esports scenes around games people love to play. Today, we're excited to take the next step in that journey by joining Microsoft to help strengthen our our existing relationship and explore new opportunities. Smash.gg will continue as a self-service esports platform available to tournament organizers from all gaming communities. I honestly have never heard of this, so I don't know what to really make of it. But it's Microsoft spending money again. Hmm. Yeah. But you know, as you pointed out before, they've got um. What was the quote that you said before? They've got enough heaters to like. They've got enough air conditioning. They got enough money to air condition hell if they wanted that, to. Yeah, that was that was what you said before. Uh, so they got a ton of money, which is which is good, and all that. Um. Yeah, Microsoft has been very, very interesting with the way they've spent money in the last couple of years, you know, with the whole Mixer thing and then that changing to Facebook gaming, which I haven't heard a single thing about since that actually happened, but because uh, no one mentions Mixer anymore because it doesn't exist. What, what actually happens if you go to, like, Mixer.com? Is it just... Is um, it it's just a, it's a dead website. I mean, really, yeah. that's all it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they've, you know, purchased some things lately, you know, Bethesda and everything, uh, from there. And then they, they've bought a couple of other things recently as well. Um, some of which have been interesting. Um, yeah, it's just like I keep saying about Microsoft and Xbox, they've got basically everything in place they need to be, um, more competitive, uh, in terms of the, the gaming industry. Of course, they're, they're still they're still are the top two, Xbox and PlayStation. Nintendo always does kind of their own thing. Steam is its own kind of thing. So is uh, the other sort of platforms as well. Mobile gaming is, is its own thing. But in terms of the, you know, more hardcore competitive gaming area, it's pretty much uh, Xbox, PlayStation, and then a little bit lower down is, is Nintendo. Um, but yeah, you know, you've got the Xbox Series X, which I've heard really really good things about you've got this game pass system games of gold kind of sucks at the moment but um other than that like you know you've got these 23 studios in place they're i assume hard at work making games um there's there's got to be a i'm just waiting for microsoft i'm just waiting for that point where like okay when when do you start releasing some of these big games from these 23 studios? Um, like, I know that, obviously, Bethesda's got some, you know, games in development and that as well uh, that are due to come out soon, um, and they're going to have probably, like, a case-by-case sort of basis in terms of exclusivity. But, uh, yeah, I'm just wondering from Microsoft, like, when when do we start to see some of those really big games and uh, it will just up the value of, of Game Pass even more. So, this, yeah, in terms of this actual bit of news it doesn't really particularly mean anything to me uh, whether it's a way to help with community in some sort of way that's probably what that's more targeted at maybe um but we'll see what comes of that so uh, i don't think either of us have anything else to add to that necessarily yeah i've been scouring uh, the article and there's no dollar amount listed for what they paid mm-hmm. for him so i'm guessing whatever it was um was either small or because of whatever rules and regulations they didn't have to. But, uh, hmm. yeah, it's interesting to see where they're going to go with this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cool. What else do you want to talk about? Well, there was a big theft the other day. Uh, 40 containers of RTX 3090 graphics cards were stolen from an MSI factory in China. Um, that value for those cases is roughly 300000 $336,500. So that's not an insignificant uh, you know, dollar amount. Plus, with everything going on, it's tough to produce any kind of products right now anyway. Yeah. Um, MSI is offering a reward of 100,000 won, which is roughly 15 grand US. Uh, for anyone information, with anyone offering any information that will lead to an arrest and recovery of the cargo. Hmm. Um. Outside of that, I mean, it, it's just it sucks because you know you're making this awesome thing and you want to get it to everybody, and then somebody just comes along and just like nicks it. Mm. Yeah, 
Yeah, it is more, especially in this day and age with COVID and everything else, it is more difficult to track these things down. And like you said, with producing things, as we've seen with the limited amount of consoles and uh, stuff like that at the moment. So, um, you know, they're they're not going to be the only ones that are having trouble or having difficulty uh, making things um, because everyone's struggling in some way, shape or form at the moment. Whether it's just avoiding people that almost walk straight into you. I'm talking about people that live near me. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a, it's a tough world out there in, in certain ways at the moment. I uh, hope they get recovered. I hope whoever um, stole them gets punished in some way, shape or form. Um, but uh, China seems to be a difficult place. So, yeah. <laughs> but uh, what do you, you make of this? Yeah, I mean, they obviously knew what they were taking because you don't steal 40 cases of just one item. So Mm -hmm. whatever was going on was definitely something... I don't want to say insider because I don't know that, but that would be my first guess. If I was was investigating it, that would be my first thought because the theft was so limited and so specific. Uh, But yeah, I just, you know, hope they get it recovered and uh, hope that people that want those uh, cards can get them. Because I know they're the big hotness right now. Yep, certainly. And things like that aren't cheap to replace either. No. Again, especially in this day and age. So, um, cool. What else do you want to talk about today? Uh, a little upbeat, uh, more of a note. Um, Rust, which is a game I've completely forgotten about because it was first released in 2013. Mm. Um, and then spent four years in uh, early access. Got its technical full release in 2018 had a a charity event the other day. They uh, um, were selling digital mustaches and managed to raise $80,000 for the charity. Hmm. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, Yeah, so this was done for as part of their seventh anniversary. Um, So I never played Rust. I don't really know what it is, but I think it's one of those, like, multiplayer survival games. Um, Well, like like a seven days to die kind of thing. Yeah, like the seven days of that kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. How well are you getting on with that game? I remember you said that uh, you were playing it. Yeah, I've been playing it. I've kind of stopped right now just because you get to a point where there's nothing to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you've got all the things, you can build all the things, and so now you're just kind of tooling around for the sake of tooling around. I am on day 87, I want to say, so like, I'm, you know, I'm not unfar into it, so. Yeah. I'm just remembering when I played it and I did that stream and I died in like 20 minutes. <laughs> but I, I got caught out, so these these things happen. So, uh, but yeah, good that they're doing uh, charity stuff. That's always that's always quite good. Um, so yeah, happy happy for that game. I'm I'm not familiar with what it is either, but uh, hey, hopefully it's a good game. I'm sure that there's an audience for it. Uh, a lot of people like those sorts of games. So um, yeah, all good stuff there. So. Uh, what else did you want to talk about today? Well, if you're having trouble getting the next-gen console, um, there's a new kind of roundabout way to get one. Uh, Uber Eats and Wendy's are partnering to give away next-gen consoles. Um, trying to get into the story here. Um, it's just people are, like, if you're using the app, um, you they'll, somebody shows up with a PS5 or an Xbox Series X. Um, there's no like real grand i mean obviously that's a prize but there's no real way to say what happens outside of like the basic uh, uber eats website um you have to order a meal from wendy's never never stop gaming menu and get the uber eats prize pass that gives you a code to check on a website to see if they will uh you know if that's a winner or not so Hmm. interesting i do use the uh uber eats app sometimes whether it's for like full meals or just like snacks and stuff um like mm-hmm. if i'm feeling like uh you know i'm willing to spend probably too much on on a snack but i still really want that particular type of thing i did it today actually so um i don't know if you know the popcorn chicken from kfc got some of that today mm-hmm. i just i hadn't had any for ages i wanted a, a uh pepsi as well and uh i spent probably too much money on it but uh, still i wanted it so I, I went for it but uh yeah it's good that they're doing that kind of thing but again especially in today's day and age you know people are you know restaurants have been closed uh depending on depending on where you live and what the situation is because uh, there's different 
rules for different areas or whatever but uh, more people have been ordering food this year because restaurants have been closed and they've had to pretty much do that because uh, that's the thing for some restaurants now like if they're closed and they can do deliveries they, that's pretty much their only option which is which is a shame so um but if people are still getting work at the end of the day and it's still uh keeping them in business i guess that's that's quite good um but yeah it's always nice to be able to to, to win certain things i've never really like uh ordered something and won something as well um you don't really get that as much in the mm-hmm. uk because i know that wendy's tends to do these things a fair bit there's been like xbox stuff in the past and uh like energy drink sort of promotions and that but yeah it does, doesn't really at least from what i've seen doesn't really happen that much over here so how about you yeah i haven't really seen winners i've you know they do contests all the time with their different partnerships mm-hmm. um but i've never actually won anything worth noting um according to the article there's gonna be a total of six thousand prizes giving out including consoles media remotes which i don't know what that is hoodies sweatpants that, uh 50 is that a playstation media remote yeah i don't know i have no idea what a media remote is um Hoodies, sweatpants, $50 gift cards to the console's online store, and $10 gift cards to Uber Eats. Hmm. Um, cool. Contest is running now until eleven until midnight to Saturday, December 12th. So it's a very short-run contest. Hmm. So get your orders in. Literally. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So, um, cool. All right, what else do you want to talk about today? Uh, and probably, you know, what is just become standard 2020 now um activision is suing netflix in the lawsuit which was obtained by the uh, deadline website activision said netflix unapologetically recruits talents without regard to its ethical and legal obligations to shape its workforce to its desires netflix not only ruthlessly fires its own employees that it deems adequate but is engaged in year-long campaigns of unlawfully poaching executives from Netflix competitors, regardless of their contractual obligations, which that is a mouthful. Hmm. Um, Activision claims Netflix is disregarding California law, which includes labor code with with actions. According to Activision, Netflix knowingly induced Newman, who I don't know who that is, to breach his employment contract with Activision. So I'm guessing he was an Activision exec that now works for Netflix. His full name is not given in the article, so I have no idea who he really is. But yeah, that's a thing now, so. So how does that work exactly? Like if you're an executive at Activision and someone from Netflix says like, hey, we we want you to work for us. If you just, can't you just kind of refuse to leave? You can always... You can do whatever you want. Really, it depends on whatever non-compete clause you have in your contract. And I got to figure with media companies like game companies and video and you know movie companies and places like that. There's a lot of information that could benefit a company going somewhere else, like mm-hmm. trade secrets, you know, things unannounced, things like that. That really could affect a few things. So. Mm-hmm. Like let's let's say I'm working on Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, just just for an mm-hmm. example, right? And um, uh, Crystal Dynamics wants me for to work on the Avengers game, and I'm not bringing that up because I don't like the Avengers. I'm just giving examples of two video mm-hmm. games. Let's say I'm happy working on Black Ops Cold War. You know, I'm ready to put out that season one battle pass, or get ready for you know put that out, get ready for se- uh, brainstorm ideas for season two, whatever the situation might be. And I get an email or a call or some sort of interaction. Can't you just like, I don't know, just ignore it and keep going to work? I don't really, don't really. Get I'm sure you could. I'm, I'm yeah. sure that's one of those things you could. But mm. you know, Netflix can also throw giant piles of cash at you. Mm. As so, an incentive, so can other companies as well. But yeah, like. But I, what I mean is, like, if I get an email in the morning, like I'm about to go on my commute to Activision. I can just can't I just like ignore it and then go to my desk? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, you could. Mm. I don't see why you you yeah. would or Since you under contract, but... still getting paid. My my desk is there, waiting for me. I just uh, ignore the email, go to work. I don't know, but uh, may, may, maybe there's some other stuff about this I don't quite get. Maybe, but uh, that's just the way I see the situation. I've never really even heard of this happening before necessarily. Uh, like I've seen. Um, 
you know people leave and say like hey i, I want to spend more time with my family or or whatever uh, like i talked about the other day the, the other week with uh melissa benoist because she's um having a child she's either had the child or having the child i'm not sure but like she's you know leaving supergirl the show's ending she wants to move on and raise a family cool fair enough that's a quite realistic situation uh same thing with um like andrew lincoln he leaves walking dead wants to go back to the uk which isn't even in, in the same country that they film walking dead uh that's in america wants to go back and spend time with his family because he's out filming walking dead for like nine ten months of the year um that's a much more realistic scenario so i don't know but that's just that's just my uh thoughts on that situation um but yeah you know there's there's these corporate things that happen aren't there so we sometimes we'd never really will get the full uh full story on certain things it's like we've said when several times when like a, a director of a game or something um or, or someone involved with the game will just leave and then usually they say like oh we just want to move on to different things sometimes it is simply the case of that and sometimes it's the case that i know something bad happened or they, they they're not happy there or whatever so uh different different circumstances for different things maybe some of which we will understand and some of which we won't so uh what else did you want to talk about today that's all i had cool um speaking of this is a quite good segue speaking of people leaving companies uh changes at bioware are happening uh so i'm going to read what i've got here from ign casey hudson and mark dara are officially leaving bioware current projects um like dragon age 4 and Mass Effect uh, Legendary Edition, which is that's the remaster for the trilogy, isn't it? Uh, mm-hmm. Will continue development. Um, so again, is this a case that these two just want to leave and and move on, or is it something worse? Uh, I mean, we've talked before in the past quite a few times in terms of EA. Um, you know, them doing some you know bad things in terms of microtransactions and you know they had the big fallout with amy henning um who ended up making her own company she was involved with uncharted then she was involved with star wars at ea and then she was involved um now, now she's at her own company um so sometimes it's a case of that where it's a bad relationship breakup or like a kojima konami situation where clearly that was a very public bad breakup and now kojima's in a much better place with his own uh kojima productions thing um which one do you think this is uh honestly probably a mix of both possibly i'm sure i mean nobody leaves a company that they've done that much with without having like a really good reason um and it might be just as simple as they want to stay home you know they don't want to work the nine gajillion hours or anything like that or it could just be you know some shit went down so Mm. yeah yeah um yeah, we've we've spoken a bit recently about like um directors and other executives leaving certain roles. We talked a few weeks ago about the uh Halo Infinite director leaving and there was there was a bunch of other people wasn't there other people involved with like um Dice or something that that left as well? Um uh, I don't know about Dice, but I remember we talked about it a few times. The art director for Ghostwire Tokyo had that yeah big... she left as well yeah yeah and she she was at the the 2019 uh um e3 when they announced it so she came out and she was all bubbly and bouncy and became a meme for a hot minute and then like two or three months later she's just like see ya yeah yeah so we won't know but uh you know as long as these games come out um good i mean i'm not particularly concerned with dragon age 4 because uh, I don't, I don't have the current interest in that game. If I see some gameplay or some trailers or whatever, and it interests me, then that'll be a different situation. But uh, I mean, especially in terms of Mass Effect, like th- this, this game's going to be good. Because otherwise, I don't know. I mean, they've they've got the next one after that in development, which they haven't said anything about. We don't know if it's an Andromeda two or a Mass Effect four or a reboot or whatever it is. Um, but yeah, that's there, there's a lot riding on that as well. Um, not for like the future of bioware and ea necessarily or maybe for bioware but more and you know for the future of mass effect itself um because like after the ending of three happened people didn't like that then they had the dlc thing that didn't go down particularly well then of course the andromeda mess that happened and now you've got these people are leaving um bioware and you've got the mass effects trilogy that's in development you've, you've got to make sure that you know, otherwise you do start to end up a little bit like a Bethesda, where you've got kind of game after game that just isn't very successful. Um, yeah, so. let's not forget um, 
Andromeda was so bad they actually canceled DLC that was supposed to come out for it. Yeah, yeah, they they scrapped like other plans for it as well. So, did Bioware make um Anthem or am I thinking of somebody else? EA made Anthem. That's actually part of uh, Game Pass Ultimate now because they kind of absorbed EA Play. Mm-hmm. So a lot of EA games who's, are available on Game Pass now. Who is that developed by? Let me just um Anthem EA No, but what um Oh. Okay, I'll, I see what you're talking about now. Yeah. I don't know. I think I honestly think that developer. was just in the EA Yeah, Bioware. Yeah. Um compo- uh, composer, yeah, Sarah something. Multiplayer, twenty fifth of January twenty nineteen. Uh publisher EA developer Bioware. So yeah, 'cause I'm I remember some people said about with um there's another game that EA made. I think it was a Star Wars game and they said that a lot of people were saying that they should have basically swapped developers and put mm-hmm. wh- whoever it was on the Star Wars game on Anthem because that's the more multiplayer thing and then put the Bioware developer on the Star Wars game. I can't remember if that was... That wasn't Jedi Fallen Order. I think it might have been Battlefield 2, maybe. Um, but, yeah, that that, that, that whole... Those, those development choices didn't make a lot of sense, necessarily. So, but, yeah, again, with, you know, Anthem being uh, kind of added to the pile as well. So, uh, but we will see what the future of Bioware is when they start releasing some of these games. So... Um, moving on to some positive news. Uh, where is the article gone? There it is. Uh, Naughty Dog have promoted Neil Druckmann, who was the vice president of Naughty Dog, to the co-president of uh, Naughty Dog. Of course, the uh, studio uh, responsible for creating Uncharted, Crash Bandicoot, Jack and Dexter, Last of Us, and uh, some other games as well. But those are the more notable ones that people will know of. Um, created those games and they, they, they developed all the sequels and things. Um, so yeah, Neil Druckmann has been promoted. So this comes from IGN. Um, Alison Maury and... Christian Cyrillic have also uh, been promoted. Naughty Dog, the video game developer behind The Last of Us and Uncharted series, has announced that Neil Druckmann will be promoted to co-president of the company. Alison Mori and Christian Gilrig, um, Cyrillic, sorry, will uh, also serve as vice presidents of Naughty Dog. Uh, Druckmann, who co-created The Last of Us with former Naughty Dog director Bruce um, Straley, has led the direction of Naughty Dog's biggest games of the last 10 years. This includes um, creative direct- director credits on Last of Us, Uncharted 4, Thief's End, and The Last of Us Part 2. Uh, Druckmann served as a director on The Last of Us Part 2, along with Anthony Newman and Kurt Margenua. Uh, the sequel to 2013's action-adventure title has been critically acclaimed, earning multiple uh, uh, Game Award nominations and a Golden Joystick Award for Ultimate Game of the Year, which I talked about last week. Uh, also promoted a Naughty Dog are Allison, yeah, we talked about those, now Vice Presidents of Naughty Dog. Uh, Maury was previously the Director of Operations, and uh, Cyrilling was previously Co-Director of Programming, respectively. And then we have a quote, which says, We have such an incredible team at Naughty Dog, and uh, being able to work alongside every one of them is especially meaningful these days, writes Naughty Dog President Evan Wells. I feel proud of the team when I'm able to recognise their accomplishments and contributions to the studio. Uh, For more, check out IGN's Last of Us 2 review and interview with Neil Druckmann. Um, So yeah, something very, very positive to, to come out of Naughty Dog. Um... Yeah, Neil Druckmann's been uh, rewarded for what's happened basically with Last of Us 2. He was formerly the, the vice president, now he's the co-president of, of Naughty Dog. Um, and I think that's that's great. I'm really looking forward to seeing what Naughty Dog does in the future. Not just with Last of Us, I really, really like Uncharted. There's some good potential for the future games there. I'd like to see um, an Uncharted Lost Legacy 2. I think that would be really good. Another uh, Nadine and Chloe adventure would be great. Um, they also, I'm not going to spoil the end of Uncharted 4, but set up some interesting things there for the future of, uh, what they could do with Uncharted. Not necessarily with Nathan Drake, but with other characters as well. Um, so yeah, what do you make of this, uh, some success at Naughty Dog, uh, in terms of promotions? Yeah, I mean, that's the natural progression. I'm not that mm-hmm. surprised on it, so hopefully, you know, 
he'll just continue to do good for the company and we'll continue to get good games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so currently I think their focus is uh, Factions, the uh, multiplayer mode for Last of Us 2, which was um, included in the first game, but this is, I think, going to be a sort of bigger, um, like, separate kind of thing. I don't know if it's going to be like a $30 thing or a $40 thing or, or something like that. Um, a lot of people in the Last of Us 2 community have talked about, like, could we get some DLC for different characters and different story sort of places. There's still areas of sort of the, the whole timeline, talking about from Last of Us 1 to Last of Us 2, that you could, like, fill out some stuff with Tommy and, Tommy and uh, Joel from from before from before last of us 2 there's maybe some abby stuff that you could do there is um just other other things you could do as well you could also potentially do last of us 3 maybe i don't know if that will actually happen um but yeah there's a lot of lot of potential future for uh, naughty dog as well they could also of course revisit jack and dexter if they wanted to uh they wouldn't revisit um crash bandicoot because that's under the hood of um activision at the moment, like with uh, Toys for Bob, Beanox, and uh, Vicarious Visions that are doing those games. Uh, so they don't have that anymore. But uh, hey, there's also room, you know, if they decided to do a new IP at a certain point, I'd certainly check that out. There was a lot of rumours, I think it was a couple of months after um, Last of Us 2 came out, when uh, they talked, there was some rumours about like they might do a sci-fi kind of game, which would be a bit, bit of a different angle for them to sort of take. They've done two platformer series so with crash and jack and dexter they've done a kart racing game with crash team racing they did you know like a hollywood blockbuster sort of thing with uh uncharted then they did you know post post-apocalyptic game with last of us so they they've certainly got some uh different areas and i remember when i did that um podcast called the power of naughty dog just just, just talking about the different areas of games that they've you know they've they've not just done the same thing for like the last 10 20 years or whatever they've they've done lots of different genres so uh, switching again to something sci-fi related could be a success again uh, we're about to see how that pays off with cd project red going from fantasy with witcher to uh, sci-fi with cyberpunk um so yeah any anything you'd want to see from them particularly or they might do maybe uh not really but i'm just not into that uh, um that franchise as much as you are mm-hmm. um I'm not going to hate on them for anything. I'm not going to, you know, shit on anything. So, um, I just, like I said before, I just hope good things come out of it. So mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. Uh, but congratulations to Neil Druckmann and, uh, let's hope that they win a couple of things. They're certainly nominated for enough things for the game awards, uh, which we will find out on December 10th. So we'll see what happens with that. Uh, speaking of cyberpunk uh, reviews came out today and uh, I didn't check out any scores particularly if it was getting sevens or eights or nines uh, there was a fake Metacritic score posted of 83 which people were getting mad about as if 83 is a bad score out of 100 um, or like it wasn't you know 90 something um, but that was like I think somebody did, did like a photoshop kind of thing uh, for that but uh most of what I've seen is some mixed reviews. Some are saying like this is a like really exceptional game. There was a fair bit of talk about bugs, but then there was a lot of mixed questions about like is there a day one patch? Did these people play the game with a patch? What sort of state did these people play the game in? Because there was someone talking about like I played a version of the game from two months ago, so that was even before like the November nineteenth version of the game that they had ready. Um, what do you what do you think of? Uh, What's what's going on? Uh, well, the bugs thing is probably going to be fixed in the patch because there is a yeah. day one uh, 43, so. 43 uh, gig patch. I think it's what it's either four point three or forty three. It's freaking huge, whatever it is. Um, so yeah, that's probably it. I do know review copies have been out for a while. Um, the one I saw, it didn't go into spoilers obviously, so I don't have to worry about not spoiling it for you. It said the the main storyline is like twenty five hours. Which is, uh, you know, which is good, because I gotta imagine there's a lot of side stuff. Mm. Um, so hopefully they'll, uh, you know, keep that focus on that that main storyline. Um, outside of that, I've seen a lot of people hate on it for dumbass reasons that I don't even really want to talk about. I don't want to <laughs> even legitimize why they hate it so much. It's just they want something to hate, and then this is their mm. target. So, can you tell me one reason? Not like all of them. Just 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 name one. Uh, just curious. Uh... <laughs> Honestly, I don't even want to give it that much legitimacy. All right, fair enough. Yeah, I, I, I can imagine some of the reasons. So, um, 
yeah, we have a question here from Harrison as well. Uh, it says, hey lads, so Cyberpunk releases, uh, how do you both feel? Um, I still feel pretty pretty excited for it. I'm not going to say it's like... I don't know what my most anticipated game is at the moment. I mean, it was Crashed and Last, Crash and, Crash and Last of Us 2, and those have both come and gone. Uh, I still haven't actually played Spider-Man Miles Morales, so even though it's out, I still haven't played it, so therefore I'm still anticipating it. Um, still would like um, Immortals Phoenix Rising to play. Um, I'm, I'm quite looking forward to that. But yeah, the, the next like big, this was the next big game uh, after like Ghost and Last of Us 2, I, th- I feel like. Um, so... Yeah, we'll see how things how things go. I'm trying to think what else what's like the next game that's coming out after that that's that's quite big. Um I can't think of any games that are coming out in January. My name's just sort of uh my my uh brain's just sort of blank on, on that. But uh yeah, Cyberpunk was sort of the next one, so I'm I'm still very much looking forward to it. I'm curious to see, you know, what Cyberpunk's gonna do, switching like I said earlier, switching from um fantasy with the Witcher to uh first person sci-fi because they're changing perspectives as well because uh witcher 3 was obviously uh third person and this is first person which which changes the game fundamentally so we'll see how that all works out i just uh, the one a couple of things that i kind of want is i know i've said about this before i don't want too much emphasis on like look how pretty this world is that we made because sure i want a game that looks all right but I, I, I've talked about this before, but like, you, you can't just make the game look amazing and be like, oh, look around this really cool looking world. Like, okay, does the game actually play well? Like, you know, how is the gameplay? What, you know, how deep are the, um, is the story? How uh, fleshed out are the characters? Those are the things that are like really, really matter to me. Like, how do, how well do the mechanics work? How well, is the animations cool and interesting? Because um, graphics, sure, graphics give you a better thing to look at, but ultimately it doesn't actually make the game mechanically or story or character wise any better so uh, i just don't yep. want that to sort of be not as i shoved in my face as the word wrong word wrong thing to sort of say i don't want it to sort of be like a big vocal point um because there was actually a couple of people that i saw say like hey yeah this has got like some bugs and stuff and i had fun and it, it looks really really good okay but if it looks really really good but there's bugs in it and stuff like it's that's that's not what i want so um yeah yeah but i'm uh, on how, how are you feeling? Uh, i'm i'm on game informer's website right now i just did a quick look up of games coming out not only well january and february i can't call it dry the sahara desert is dry this is practically non-existent this is what's coming out in january the pc release for the shit fighting game based off the cobra kai netflix series oh that thing yeah moto gp 2020 the scott pilgrim versus the world remake which was actually a pretty decent side scroller beat em up in the style of like river city and games like that um hitman 3 i mean that's something of note mm. i'm looking uh, forward Prince to the of Pers- uh, vr stuff for that yeah prince of persia sands of time remake i forgot that it was a real thing ride <laughs> 4 stronghold warlords and the medium Okay, so there's two games there I'm interested in, which is Hitman 3 and Prince of Persia. Yeah, so. but like that's that's literally it. And then February is not much better. It's got um, all the Neo remasters, one and two. So those, I mean, that's some some people will want that, mm-hmm. but it's not like a brand new game. It's just an old game remastered. Yeah, Little yeah. Nightmares 2. I don't know what the hell that is. Oh yes, uh, Outriders, that. Werewolf, The Apocalypse, Earthblood, and Bravely Default 2. What's the date for Little Nightmares 2? Is that like the end of February? Uh, Little Nightmares 2, where was it? Uh, February 11th. 11th, interesting. Hmm. I'm looking forward to that. So yeah, I mean, there's a couple games, so it's not like completely, completely dry. Mm-hmm. But mm, yeah, I mean, if you're not into those games, there's nothing else. Yeah. So yeah, post, post Cyberpunk and Spider-Man, Little Nightmares 2 is my next anticipated game. Because uh, I, I loved the first one. And I've seen a good chunk of gameplay for uh, Little Nightmares 2. And it looks just as good. So, um, by the, just when I say it looks just as good, I don't mean graphics. I mean just the whole thing. So, um, But yeah, that's that's my next anticipated game. I was, uh, yeah, I remember when they announced um, 
Little Nightmares 2. That was a nice little sort of surprise because there was some talk about it, but there was never any sort of like, hey, yeah, we're doing this. It just sort of popped up with the trailer at some point. So, uh, yeah, that's, that should be quite good. Um, yeah, so, yeah, how are you feeling going into, because uh, it's your most anticipated game at the moment. How are you feeling yeah. kind of going into um, this? It should be here on Thursday, hopefully. Assuming something else doesn't go wrong mm. with delivery. Um, I don't know how much time I'll be able to get to play it because my job has me out and about Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, which is why we're recording on a Monday. Um, past that, you know, I, it's definitely going to be my weekend game because um, I got to imagine when I get home uh, Thursday, the game waiting for me is just going to be like put it in the disc and wake up tomorrow for the update to be done. <laughs> it would it would be useful if like you got that just before you left and then you can put it in the Xbox and install it. But I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm just looking real quick at uh, how big the day one patch is, see if it says here real quick. I did see that um, the main game, no, I don't think it's including the patch, is 102 gigs on yeah uh, on ps4 and then someone commented uh, said like this is still smaller than warzone <laughs> which yeah. it is so yeah 40 i was right 43 gigs is the day one patch okay so that should hopefully fix some of these things yeah so yeah uh cool so that's that for cyberpunk we will um well it depends when i get sent because you'll probably be talking about it next week on the on the podcast but i don't know with with me at the moment royal mail is uh being really slow again so um but i do have space reserved for it in my rental list and i do have uh it on my coming soon list so um we will see when when that happens uh speaking of yeah that's all the the news and whatever that i had to talk about um let's get into the rest of the emails because harrison of course we read out his email if you want to uh send in yours by the way you can do so uh matthew at entertainment sorry matthew at entertainmenttalk.org twitter etalk uk there's contact page and information in your show notes if you'd like to talk about video games or anything related to entertainment talk uh yasmin has an interesting question if a big video game project was announced who are two studios that you would and two that you wouldn't want to be involved? So I'm assuming she's talking about like a big, you know, big kind of property like a DC or a Marvel or Star Wars or so something along those lines. Um, so two studios that I would like to do them is Rockstar and just because, you know, big budget, time and money and that kind of thing. And then probably Naughty Dog. Um... Two that I wouldn't. Now I'm only I'm not saying this because well I do hate the Avengers game, but um, because they've literally just messed up a big project game. Uh, Crystal Dynamics I'd put on the list of ones that I wouldn't want to do it, and probably Bethesda. Now I don't know post the Microsoft purchase if they are definitely going to be better. We haven't seen the results of that yet, but at the moment with the last couple of, couple of years of Bethesda games that we've had, excluding. Um, Doom Eternal because that was actually received quite well. Uh, I wouldn't really want them doing um, kind of a big project sort of thing. Um, th- there's other studios that I named, for, but she asked for two, so I named two each. How about you? Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. I have no problem with uh, uh, Rockstar doing mm. a big project. They've shown they can do big projects really well. Um, Naughty Dog, uh, while I don't use their content much, they are definitely you know doing good in that mm-hmm. um two that i wouldn't definitely not anything by bethesda until they get their shit together yeah um and i have said this on multiple occasions that you know my big hope for the microsoft purchase is for that for all those studios to get the kick in the ass they desperately need and a new engine and a new engine um I can't think of a second one off the top of my head. Um, the t- one that you wouldn't. Yeah, you one that, that you would. Yeah. Um, Konami. <laughs> see, I don't know. Konami doesn't do bad. They don't do big projects, just, but then they don't try to do big projects. They just don't really do anything anymore. <laughs> yeah. 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 To be fair, they make so much money from their pachinko business. They don't really have to do anything anymore. Hmm. Um. So, yeah, I mean, I just don't have one, really, that I can answer with that. 
Hmm. Yeah, but that, those are a few that I just sort of don't trust. Other developers that I would choose is like uh, you know CD Projekt Red. Um, I'm it's again this is another sort of post whatever that we don't know about because like I just said with sort of the uh, post Microsoft purchase Bethesda we don't know what they're going to be like. There is the new sort of revitalized um, Telltale that we're going to be getting. We don't know what they're going to be like yet. So if they turn up and they you know have handled massive properties you're talking about game of thrones batman walking dead uh borderlands isn't as big as those but borderlands as well um oh, what was that wolf game called wolf among us with uh like bigby the, the the wolf and stuff uh that was noted to be quite big again not as big as probably like a marvel or a dc or something they did marvel as well guardians of the galaxy that they did so they the the past version of themselves proved that they could um do at least a good job with uh some of those big properties so again that's another one where like if you put just more resources in there um then then they could do pretty well so because uh, you know I, I love the walking dead games they're great so and lastly ian has a question for me uh so matt after playing the 2020 editions of fifa and pairs which one do you like more and why um it is a difference I've talked about on some of my PES streams. Uh, PES, which is Pro Evolution Soccer, is much more of a sim type of game, where FIFA is so much more arcadey. Um, like there will be there will be just certain ways you move with the players, certain ways that you shoot and pass and whatever. Um, even like the way that you set up tactics is is much different in in both games. Um, the way that you you know just the way that you do everything pretty much is is much different i do think that i feel much more now i don't know if it's because i may be worse at pairs or I, I don't know if i'm worse at one game than the other i haven't really worked that out i feel much more rewarded when i score a goal in pairs because i feel like i've actually worked for it a bit more because certainly with some of the like the long shots in in fifa they are much easier to score um like they won't always go in there's a lot of shots that get blocked uh, and there's still shots on Pez that get blocked as well. But I do... There, there's these certain sort of... Um, like... Uh, inside of the foot curling shots that you can do on FIFA. That once you... Once you... Hook one of them or whatever. Uh, that they're pretty easy to score. And you can do them with quite a lot of different players. That's another difference with Pez as well. Is if you look at... Um, like sometimes you'll get really lucky on FIFA. If you have like a defender in a good position. And his shooting is rated like 59... You can still possibly score a screamer into the top corner, whereas in Pez, uh, there is certain like okay, this player is much much better at long shooting than this player, and like you know defenders are are, are, are better at different things. And there's even like okay, sure if you take like Martial and Rashford, two similar players in certain ways, they're still going to be much better at different things. The other good thing I like about Pez as well is because uh, something I did with Rashford today. If you go on the training menu um, and you want a particular player to get better at a particular thing, not just like running or shooting, but like a chipped shot or a driven shot or a through ball pass, you can train them to do specific different things, which I think is is much more in-depth for the training. Because with FIFA, you basically just set like, okay, I want this player's stamina to be better, so I'll give them some running training to do, and then that just sort of gets simmed all the time um like per per day i think um whereas you can set specific things for pez the other thing that i really like about pez as well is when you get to the start of a new season in fifa um you have to manually do every single player's contract that is running out whereas um in pez when you go on to the the contracts it's like we've talked to this player they have this deal in place if you're happy with that you can just press accept because um, the manager doesn't always do those sorts of things. There's like agents that are involved and that kind of thing. Um, so I, I just like in Pez how it's sort of like, okay, we've already spoken to this player and we set up this thing. If you're happy with that, you can just press accept and then you can kind of get on with it. Um, rather than like doing this cutscene thing with FIFA every single season. Um, so, so yeah. But uh, do you have any thoughts on, on any of that? Uh, no, I don't play those games really enough to... Uh even guess at that so mm-hmm. yeah but uh i don't know i like the i like the challenging sort of simulation way that that pez plays um i just feel so much more re- rewarded when i score and it makes me think because there's certain ways that in fifa you can do certain little tricks and you can completely 
destroy the opposition. You sort of know in in Pez if you're like three or four nil up, you you haven't done that by accident unless you're playing on an easy difficulty. But uh, yeah, it 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 just takes a lot more. So um, plus, I like the way that you it's it's much easier to like pick the team and that kind of thing and change their position and stuff. There's there there is a lot of things that Pez does a lot better. So. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's everything that we've got for you for this episode of Gaming Talk. Um, I think we... Let me just take a quick look at my calendar here. Because the Game Awards are next week. Or this week, sorry. And we'll be talking about them next week. I think next week might be the last episode for the year. And then we'll come back at some point in early January. Because um, that would that could be a good one to sort of end the year on. The actual Game Awards themselves as well. Because that would be the last kind of big burst as well of... You know, trailers and announcements and that sort of thing. Um, how do you feel about that? Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So, because uh, the week after is like the week of the you know twentieth and all, or the twenty first and all that. So, yeah. Um, plus we've got other stuff to plan as well. So yeah, we last episode of the show. Um, sorry, la- last episode uh, episode of the show for the year, not for not forever. Uh, we'll be back at some point in January. We'll figure out when that's going to be. But uh, yeah, we'll see what happens next week. At the Game Awards. Any last minute predictions for the Game Awards? No. No? Um, we will see who, who wins what. Whatever. So, um, Any surprise trailer predictions? Honestly, there's so little in development that isn't already <laughs> known. I can't imagine any kind of a trailer coming out. Yeah. Maybe a hype trailer for Hitman, because that does come out next month. Hmm. Maybe yeah. a hype trailer for one of the, the remasters that's coming out. In the next mm. couple of months, a little something for little nightmares, maybe. Far Cry maybe. Six, six got Far Cry Six got pushed out of uh, February into March. That was supposed to be yeah. February something. So, uh, but anyway, we'll see you for next week, and uh, we'll see if Last of Us and Ghost and whatever else wins different awards. And we'll see you for that next week. In the meantime, you can find everything that we do on EntertainmentTalk.org, TV, video games, films, and Manchester United podcast. Really big game tomorrow. I'm just hoping that the team can. Uh, can show up and we don't defend like a horror show uh so tune in for that tomorrow if you want to know what happens in the champions league with manchester united uh, against leipzig um we do have some other stuff planned i know that both walking dead shows have just ended as well but uh star trek is still continuing and other things as well that i've got planned so uh, and don't forget to tune in um for the best and worst of 2020 podcast even next week or the week after we haven't arranged that yet but uh, that should be quite fun to do as well i'm looking forward to doing that uh, if you like what you've heard today and you want to get involved and you want to support what we're doing here on entertainment talk that will be brilliant uh you can uh, support us on patreon there's the one dollar and three dollar level tiers for ad free podcast and review options uh word of mouth you can simply tell people that you know about the website and the itunes feeds and the content that we make and they can discover it for themselves uh, social media you can do the same thing but uh, Facebook, Twitter, different Facebook groups or whatever else you use these days uh, Geek Town, uh, the Geek Town Awards are currently open, you can go and vote for your favourite shows, games and films uh, for 2020 and your most anticipated games, films and shows for uh, 2021 so have a look out for those, if you go to geektown.co.uk forward slash awards you can go and vote, uh, all you need to do is go over to that page, tick the boxes for each category and then put in I think it's your name and your email at the bottom and then uh, press submit. Uh, you will we you will also then be uh, entered into a prize draw. There's a winner for the runner-up as well. So uh, good luck to everybody who's uh, who's going to be doing that. Um, so go and check that out as well. And of course, you can check out GeekTown.co.uk and GeekTown Radio for your general up-to-date, reliable TV and film news. Uh, over on Twitch, Bex is streaming daily. At the moment, over on Twitch, if you look for Trista Bytes, Trista B-Y-T-E-S, go and uh, follow her over there. She's got her Scream uh, Saturday streams as well. Uh, speaking of Pez, if you want to watch me play some of that and some different games, I've been doing different uh, parts of The Last of Us 2. Uh, you can find me on Twitch as well, at eTalkUK um, on there, if you search for that. And look out for that Space Sunday. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next week for the Game Awards. Goodbye. Goodbye. <clears throat>